You're listening to the Your Reality Recaps audio-only version of our weekly Bravo Recap show. To see the live video version, head over to yourrealityrecaps.com or YouTube slash Reality Recaps. Ooh, and by the way, this episode is very NSFW, unlike our Amazing Race and Survivor shows. So don't listen to it anywhere you don't want people to hear us talking about blowjobs, cursing, and other shit that's shown on Bravo. Enjoy! Hello, everybody, and welcome to our Bravo Week 3 recap of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Atlanta and Vanderpump Rules. And you all know, well, you know, I'm not even going to go there yet. You know the deal. You can follow <laughs> me over at Twitter. I'm at Reality Recaps. And who's here with me? John. <laughs> well, nice enthusiasm there, Eric. <laughs> Are you tired of me already? Hey, everyone, it's John Richardson. Can't wait to talk about my favorite ladies in Beverly Hills and I'm excited to have Jeffrey here with us. You can follow me at Comedy Jonah on Twitter. Hi Eric. Hi John. It's so great to be back with you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, uh, Team Beverly Hills, right? You can't, can't not pop in. It's been three episodes. Can't wait to talk about it. You can follow me at Jeff March the Spot on Twitter. There is some fun, interesting things coming up on the horizon. First, what I want to do is let you know the Reality Rally is coming up April 11th to the 13th. Uh, that is uh, Jillian from Survivor's big event every year. It's an amazing charity event for an amazing charity. And for those of you who don't know, I research charities very heavily because I want to make sure I know where I'm putting my money. So know that you can go and donate $5, $10, on my donation page and trust in confidence that it is going to a great charity that helps women with cancer in the Temecula area. So that's number one. Number two, I am working, oh yeah, the link's below, or Eric will do something, Reality Rally, donate there. Um, also, I'm currently working uh, in the casting department for America's Got Talent, and we are seeking talent across the nation. So make sure you go register now immediately at www.agtauditions.com and look for the city nearest you. Our next city is December 7th in Denver. So go now, register what your talent is, and now let's talk about the ladies of Bravo. No, we're not gonna talk about them now because I have to just give two and I will make them super quick announcements for you all. Okay, and it's this, it's this. Google and YouTube has changed once again, everybody. So right when I learned to point for you all to comment up there, we're no longer commenting up there. Now you're commenting down there. So it's below the video at this moment for some reason. And you guys know you can see all of our upcoming live shows at yourrealityrecaps.com slash live show. And if you're doing your holiday shopping, do it over on the amazon.com link on the homepage of yourrealityrecaps.com. Now we can talk all our housewives and Vanderpump rules. And I would like to start with Vanderpump rules because Jeffrey is a huge fan. Oh, but wait, John needs to say something. He's getting very <laughs> agitated in his little... Well, <laughs> you know why this grandpa loves Twitter? It's because when I'm on it and I'm live tweeting, like Beverly Hills, I get tweets from like Kim at HumblePie25, who lets me know that Teresa in New Jersey has been, has extra charges added to her thing. And she's actually being indicted on Wednesday. Go to jail, whore. I don't like her. Eric! I don't like her. I don't like her. I don't like her, but I don't think she's a whore. 
You know who I think is a whore? Jossie. <laughs> Jossie Schroeder. And look, Jeffrey, as mm-hmm. you said, you have been away for three episodes so far, and we have missed you. And I'm and I am taking a page out of the Stasi and Jack manipulation of fucked up relationships um, handbook. So I have done something in hopes that you will come back more often. Okay. I have gotten your name tattooed on my. Oh. Oh my god! I don't even know what to do about. Oh my god! Let me see it again. I can't believe you did it. I cannot. I cannot believe you did it. Yeah. Let me look. Let me gaze into my. Oh my gosh! My name. It's. Oh my. I can't believe you did it. Let me look at it over and over and over again. Oh my god! It's crazy. I can't believe you did it. That's nuts. Let me look at it again. Go ahead. What do we think of crazy Astasi and Jax? Uh, listen, I have been with you how long? And where's my name? You little witch. Oh, well, um, here's the thing. Piece of paper is, in the garbage. <laughs> I, know, I know, I haven't watched your guys' first two episodes of this, but I know you guys are kind of lukewarm about pump rules just in general, right? Uh, well, let me tell you why it ignites a wonderful fire in my reality right. Motivate us. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you were going to say in your rectum, but come oh, on. No. <laughs> I was hoping. I was hoping. No, I'm saving that for uh, the gay rugby team I've been hanging out with. <laughs> uh, no, so, uh, no, I really love Vanderpump Rules because here's why. It is the current epitome of trashy, straight people, heterosexual LA garbage. It's a world that we would never get invited to. Not that we would show up. But I'm excited because I love watching these idiots just act like complete numbskulls. Last season, I loved Jax because at least he was hot. And I believed him about the lie, too. But this season, he is such a namby-pamby, like, weirdo, like, whipped. You know, I I, I'm, <laughs> I think Stassi's vagina is named Indiana Jones because Jax is whipped. Ooh, well, I like that one. You know, the only thing I'm enjoying about Vanderpump Rules is seeing the scenery, like, in West Hollywood. You know, mm-hmm. I just... It's like a knockoff reality of, like, Melrose Place, but I wish there was, like, the blackmailing and... You know, oh, I need more drama. Not where these women are making their men cry and verbally castrating them on every episode. God, it's just like, what? That reminds me. Let's play Guess Who I Hate Most this season so far, real quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, Stassi. Uh, no, Kristen. Yeah, Kristen. horse face. I, I was going, I was going I to horse face second. hate her because I think she gives women a bad name. And I, or she, had a, she had an inkling of it in the first season where she got all crazy about like meeting the model who hooked up with her boyfriend before they choose new boyfriends with her. And she got all crazy like, oh, I just met someone my boyfriend hooked up with 19 years ago. And she couldn't let it go. Well, this season she is being even worse about any of that. She's absolutely out of her mind. I can't stand her. Do you think that Kristen saw last season and went, oh, if I become more of a bitch like Saucy, maybe I'll get just as much attention? Because it seems like they're neck and neck. But at least Saucy, we know what she is. We know she's a bitch. Kristen seems like she's really trying hard, like going against Lisa and going against her boyfriend, I'm going to make you cry, like Stassi makes Jacks cry, boop, boop, boop. You know well, what I mean? I don't know if you caught her. I just, you know, because I was interested for four and a half seconds last night, I went to go look at her Twitter, <laughs> and her Twitter is full of her saying things like, oh, I know, I'm so awful. I'm such an awful drunk person. Oh, I'm so ugly. 
now she's doing like this backpedaling. At least Stassi owns her stuff. You exactly. Know? That's even worse. That's even did, worse. Did you guys see them on uh, Watch What Happens Live, Stassi and Jack yes. last night? Yes. No, I fell asleep. For those of you that missed it, apparently they hate each other now. Stassi will not even look in Jax's direction, and Andy was very uncomfortable about it, and even Everyone. afterwards, even afterwards, he tweeted out, that was really awkward live television. Stassi wouldn't even acknowledge him. Unless I hope they were just sitting there as two separate little entities. Is that what they were doing? She sat there and with his back, like, here no. is my back to Eric. Like... <laughs> She with wouldn't her back look at to him. him. Yeah. They, they were both so, live in the studio, but she would not look at him. Yeah, so the season's right. just begun, and we already know what's going to happen. Oh, Unless yeah, they're, they're, they're going to get back together, and then she's going to have something to complain about, and then at the end of the day, she's going to be alone anyway. Whatever. The only thing I hate is that Eric is making me cover this. That's what I hate. <laughs> That's why Jeffrey's back. That is why Jeffrey is is back. So is there anything else that we all want to talk about about Vanderpump or can we get to stuff that we really care about like Atlanta and Beverly Hills? The only thing I want to say about Pump, Pump Rules is that I'm really excited for Lisa's new gay bar called Pump which is going on the same block just down the street from Sir and I cannot, I hope that's a show. Now I want to see some bratty WeHo <laughs> doing the same trashy bullcrap that I want to make fun of. That's it. I'm excited for Pump. I am too, because it's going to be Sir on one side, then the Abbey, and then Pump, right, Jeffrey? Yeah. If I, okay. Yeah. If I know my, you yeah. know, locations. The, you know, I want to say one thing too, you know, Stassi's mother is another weirdo, just getting involved and cheering at the concert. Woohoo! Concert in Lake Arrowhead. Oh, please. And, and he says he, his band's opening for the motels. His band opened when it was daylight, and the motel sank at night. Like, how many open bands were there? Like, 15? I mean, it's an all-day event, right? Good call. Good call. Good call. Ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Did you just tag, did you just tag in angry Eric John? Because I think you did. Ass-kissing to Jeffrey right now? You are so lucky that I did not have the time to go back and pull up our last two episodes. Uh-huh. I was trying to get you excited for the gay gardens and pump, and literally, this was your reaction, John, lest you forget. Hmm. I don't know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. <laughs> and I'm that was this his whole close, reaction. I'm that this close to reaction. breaking up with you. I'm this close to breaking up with you. Oh, I'm well, going to have to once, go back and rewatch those. Once you do break up with me, then I'll make your tattoo on my arm. Yes, we can do that. Yeah, let's talk Vanderpump, because we know Jeffrey has about another 20 minutes, then we'll let Jeffrey go, and John, you and I will wrap up with Atlanta. So, and then I'll just flip it around the edit. So, Beverly Hills, what are we thinking about the crazy-ass witch bitch? Uh, Let's not bury the lead. The Wiccan. I want to hear how Jeffrey feels. Apparently, Uh, he doesn't like her. I'm obsessed. Oh, you? Me too. Let me, let me fill you guys in on a little secret about Carlton the Witch. Oh, God. Oh, God, please. Jeffrey's obsessed with her. I'm obsessed. I am. I am. I am too. I think she's completely hypocrite, and she's a complete energy-driven crazy person. But I get her, and I love her, and I think uh, her house, I, I could roll around in it for years. I just right? love it. I love her twist of – I'm a big fan when people take – religious things and twist them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, she has more crucifixes than the Catholic Church. Uh, I myself also have a small crucifix collection, 
which have, have been bedazzled or bejeweled. And I, I like her taking ownership of her religion and making it thing. So I'm obsessed with her. I think she's a complete nut. And she is going to cause some serious drama this season. And I am all for it. Jeffrey, my heart's a pit of patter. I feel the same exact way. And during this episode, seeing Kim and Kyle, boy, she made them look like two spinning dildos, didn't she? They just look like children. She's the dildo. Mainly, I have to hate her now since you both like her. She's the dildo <laughs> She's not because she likes women. Look, look at her. Yes, and and I get it. She's a hypocrite, and I get why you love her. You love the drama that she's bringing. So do I. I think it's ridiculous, though, that exactly what Janet Jackson. I'm sorry, I cannot remember what that girl's name is. To me, she's Janet of the like 90s when she was super thin. Um, the new one, the other new lady. But when she was like, Carlton is a hypocrite, she is fine with Brandy calling her a cunt, but if, <laughs> if fucking Kyle says, oh, so that's interesting decor, she's fucking no, so ripping are you her Catholic? eyes out. Are you Catholic? Are you Catholic? And she was like, oh, how dare you ask yeah, me my religion? No, it's a total fair question. I mean, when you, when, when you walk into a house like that, that is decorated like that, I mean, Kyle was basically walking into Fantasia from uh, True Blood. I mean, that's what that's what we get here, you know. Like, uh, I I mean, seriously, it's full of lipstick lesbians and mayonnaise jars. I mean, what are they putting up in the kitchen there? I mean, I really this this whole like pretty women's like what's going on? I think that's a fair question, and when you see a house adorned in crucifixes. To ask that, I think it's totally fair and you can't be offended by it. The only reason why I do think Carlton is probably offended is because I think she's using those crucifixes for dildos. That's why she's offended. So in maybe the next episode of the season premiere of the next season of True Blood, we should ask Pam and Tara if they're Catholic and Fantasia to see what their answers would be. <laughs> uh, you know, so- it, it's just to me, it's just decoration. You kind of just tread lightly. You know, she had her over for lunch last episode and she didn't tread lightly and look what happened she was killing bees and everything so just shut up make small conversation well but i understand that thing about the bees yeah. though too if you guys I remember if you remember the show glass house that only you guys and my mom watched the the main start of the problem between me and the mormon girl was because she was killing flies all around she literally smacked a fly in my hand and killed it and I was like, well, if you're just going to be so like real about the Bible, shouldn't you be real about everything? So I understand Carlton's thing about like respecting creatures and comes from this nature, Wiccan place. And I get that. And I think she's probably going to be consistent about that. But what else I'm concerned about is all of these crosses in her house. Isn't her son's name also cross? Mm-hmm. Run away, kid. Run away now. Join the circus. Your mom's going to fuck you. She's gonna Trump. fucking nail you to the wall, is what she's gonna do. She's gonna need the live conversation. Look, Jeffrey, we would, uh, with, I cannot believe that we are not talking about the number one person I am excited to hear you comment about. Because John disagreed with us last week. Uh, disagreed with me last week. Okay, when I, us. Were you just when, like grouping everyone in now? Yeah, yeah. When I said, and I quote, uh, Yolanda, you don't have fucking Lyme disease. You have a problem because you drink fucking lemon water all day long. Your body is just malnourished, and that's what's eating your fucking brain cells out. So I would like to know, as someone who was once trapped in Yolanda's basement last season, what your feelings are 
on Yolanda and her Lyme disease. Well, here's the thing is I have a, a, a strange history with people who have had Lyme disease in the past. And each time it kind of just is code for I'm crazy, which is fine. Everyone's crazy. It's just a matter of whose crazy matches with whose and mine would not match with Yolanda's. Also, I truly think that Kyle is telling the truth on the whole Kyle and Yolanda business friction. I, th I think Yolanda's trying to backpedal. She's trying to be nice to Lisa. She's a liar. She's a liar and she's covering it up. Uh, the Lyme disease could be as fake as the fainting, for all I know. I'm not going to judge it. I think it's interesting. I mean, I don't know. She's clearly in a hospital for a reason. So I don't know how Lyme disease works. It just always, every time we have a conversation, it feels weird and, and not real to me. Well, like what I've said in previous recaps is I think Kyle is correct. And I think that, that Yolanda has Lyme disease head and probably said it but doesn't remember. Lyme brain. Lime. Like lime brain, right. And I've had it with too much mojitos, but that's a whole other story. It's mojito um, disease. It's mojito <laughs> disease. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stand that Yolanda, and this is indicative of what I hate about her. She walks into Carlton house, Carlton's house and goes, I brought you my favorite candle. Which is I want nice. your favorite oh, candle for. What are your favorite candle? I bet you bring me something you think I might like, Yolanda. When was the last time you had people over? That's actually an appropriate gift. I don't know if you heard. I live in a sheet box. <laughs> yeah, so this is all the room there is. It in could my be world. rescuers. It could be hikers <laughs> that have found I mean, you. It definitely, it definitely is. Uh, the the whole Fantasia greeting uh, is definitely Yolanda, Lisa, Brandy, and Carlton, and everyone else over there. Joyce. I, I don't know if you guys watched that show uh, on NBC last this past summer, Siberia. It was a scripted show, uh, but it was about a fake reality. That's where she's from. She was in that. She was one of the main characters in that in that Siberia show, which I really enjoyed, and I thought got kind of a bad rap because no one was really watching it. I actually think people, less people watched that than they did The Glass House. Um, but uh, it, she was really great on it. She was a great actress and a terrific character on there. Um, so I'm interested in learning more about her, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to love her, but I like, I liked her on that Siberia show as an actress. Well, she keeps talking about how big her husband's penis is. Oh, it's big. Oh, he's a great lover. Oh, it's this. I know. Well, yeah. and I also, I also like how she's like, I run beauty pageants for smart sluts. <laughs> she, you know, I get it. You're, you're not just pretty. You're smart. That's great. Right. I have a note to all of the housewives, by the way, watching this episode. If you're crying and there's no tears coming out of your eyes, you're just making stupid faces. <laughs> That's my little note for this episode. Um, so I think, do you guys think this is the start? Because as we know from the coming attractions this season, Brandy and Lisa hate each other right now in real life. And by the end of the season, I feel like this episode was the, you know, the start of it all. Because you saw Lisa's whole face change when it clicked in her head that Brandy was the one that started the shit in the limo. As Brandy soon as that came it. out. Mm-hmm. Randy should have owned it in that moment and just been like, yeah, I don't know what I, yeah, I'm sorry, but she didn't, she backpedaled and she looked stupid. Totally. And, and brought it up, brought it up, backpedaled and didn't own it. 
And as we all know, if, if, if you don't have Lisa's fucking back, she will split your throat in a season. You better have her back, Kyle. But who cares if she fake fainted? My God, it's just... I mean, even if she did, she was adding drama to her story arc on the show. She's naturally doing things that you need to do. And it's just funny because now we're talking about it. What else would we have been talking about about her being on Dancing with the Stars if she hadn't done that? And guess what? She didn't want to be on that show anymore. She needed an exit. That's fine. I'm happy with it. Whatever. Yeah, you know? me too. And I'm also not really caring about is the whole Mauricio accusation. I don't think he would ever cheat on Kyle. I think they're super tight. They're super awesome. They're super hot. And any more talk about that is just really, it's unnecessary. I didn't like Brandy's move at the table either on that one. And I, you know me. I'm team Brandy. I love I'm sorry. Brandy. Did you, did you I, say I something against Brandy? Say something against Brandy. I got to ride on the wall. All right, you know what? I'm going to send over my devil cat, and he's going to haunt you. <laughs> oh, devil cat, devil cat. Um, yeah, I loved that Jennifer Jimenez talked this episode. This is the first time we, we got speaking first from glimpse, her. First glimpse. First glimpse. Love her. She's sitting it. right up on that table. like She's comfortable okay. dishing out advice over a bubble bath. That I love it. I want to have girl time with Brandy and Jennifer. I love it. Let's have some... Let's have some brandy, some wine for me. I'll have both. Uh, and then Jennifer can have a nice glass of ice water and tell us what's wrong with our lives. It'll be perfect. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, we're waiting, Jennifer and Brandy. They keep telling me, yes, they want to come on and talk. Brandy even has her new podcast, which we could help get publicity for. But they just, you know, they say yes. And they're they're just busy ladies. They're, trust busy. me. I, I've met Jennifer enough to know her well enough now that she is just a busy girl doing lots of things. She wants to do all of them. Well, well you know, L.A. is a hard city to pin people down sometimes. So, yeah. you know, we'll... We'll get there, boys. We'll get there. You pin her. You pin her. Look, pin. here's what I want to say about the Lisa faint, and this is what bothers me about the Housewives franchise in general. I think Lisa is not allowed to say, I was doing it for television. Kind of like how half of their fights are for television, and half sure. the shit is because they're making a show. They can never just come out and say that, so they have to like beat around the bush and then, like, other people use that to manipulate things. Uh, it's very Big Brother glass house, and I, and I love it, this is but I hate not, it. This is reality. This is what really happened. It's real, Eric. It's real. It's, a, well, it's real life, and it's really what's most important in all of our lives. Well, speaking of what's <laughs> most important in all of our lives, Robin Brown from the, uh, the I was going to say cat room, the <laughs> chat room said, what is Kim's storyline? Does anyone know her dog? <laughs> oh, Robin, good call. Good question, Robin. Yeah. Yep. Kim's storyline right now is the kids are gone. She's sober now. She's just living in a house with a, 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 a puppy. Uh, a, a, Kingsley! A Kingsley! Pitbull. That has diarrhea, and that's it. And that's, you know, that's all. <laughs> well, Robin, as we've already established, uh, the Kingsley is code for alcohol. So just watch any scene where she is talking to Kingsley, close your eyes and just replace Kingsley for alcohol, and it will make the entire scene make sense to you. You guys, this is actually breaking the mold. Instead of uh, crazy cat ladies, there are now crazy pit bull ladies, and she's going to be the first of this. This is the first example of a crazy pit bull lady uh, and that that's moving forward. That's her storyline. 
Well, here is another question from John W., who says, if Lisa wanted out of Dancing with the Stars, why would she fake faint? That would only give her more sympathy from the audience. Yeah, because she completed Dancing with the Stars. She just got a low score, and then she was voted off kind of thing, right? So she finished. She's like a hundred. She's like a hundred, and that is so physical, demanding on your body that she couldn't handle it and I think she was just trying to not go out showing that she tried her all and went out but being able to go out and be like I was so weak and my body just couldn't do it anymore but I tried not that I suck at something because god forbid I could fail at something Lisa (laughs) what do you guys think uh, I don't remember. <laughs> okay, well then let me tell you this, Jeffrey, because I know we need to wrap you up. Dana G uh-huh. says, thanks, Jeffrey. Do you know what I'm going to think when I walk into church this weekend after that mental picture? Oh, about using them as dildos with Carlton? Sorry. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, hey, as, long, as long as you have the love of Jesus inside you, you can do anything you want. You can. You can. And Jeffrey, we I love you. Know. We know that you need to go. John and I are not going anywhere, everybody. We're going to still talk Atlanta, but we are going to let Jeffrey go. In the links below, you can find Reality Rally. Please donate $5, $10, $20. It would really help. And remember, audition. Register now at www.agtauditions.com for America's Got Talent. We're coming to a city near you. Bye. Kiss, kiss. Bye, Jeffrey. Let's talk a little bit Atlanta, John, and then we will get into some questions, unless there is more that you need to say. Well, actually, I do have one more thing I want to say about Real Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills. What is with Carlton in the I practice the the light now, but I used to practice the dark? What is practice? Look, I'm sorry. No disrespect. I have friends that are Wiccan, and I understand that Wiccan is celebrating the earth and nature and all that stuff, and I am all for that. I, I, I think that's a great thing. I think that saying you're a psychic and you do black magic to, like, split crows open and that you curse somebody is a bit ridiculous. <laughs> you're combining two different things that are completely different. Oh. No, I mean, everything, almost like kind of the yin and the yang has a, a positive and a negative kind of force. What Carlton's saying is that's how Wiccan is as well, you know, and when you start to, to move over to a more darker side where you've got personal gain and all of that stuff, well, then that's kind of more dark, but now she's more light and earth and mother nature is what she's saying. It's, you know, shamans can be similar as well. So, you know, in the Native American culture. So... What when she says she practices the light and prac versus when she would practice the dark? Practice the light just means she's being a good person, helping other people, being positive. And when she right. says she's practicing the dark, it just means she's being mean and vindictive and spiteful to people and casting spells and putting hexes on people. Well, exactly. Bullshit. Um, so you're going to get one on you and I'm going to laugh when you're like going to do the next recap and you're like face is blue, all blue. I can make my face all blue right now if I wanted to, <laughs> but I won't. Maybe That's I will. Carlton Ding. <laughs> nope, I didn't do it. Uh, uh, so what did you think about the fainting, John? We know what Jeffrey thought. What is your thoughts on fainting? 
No, you know, it, it's it's funny. The fainting was pretty funny because, you know, and, and you know, Kim doesn't have the strongest storyline. I don't know if she's got one yet, but what she has is pretty funny. And I'm just, I love Kim Richards. I think she's just a total goofball. But the way she imitated it, right, and then fell off the chair kind of thing because she kept her arm extended. Kim knows how to fake faint. And I think we have to take it from an expert. But, you know, I think I, I kind of agree with you, which I never like to do is, you know, I think she would have gotten a lot more sympathy had maybe people known about it, but, you know, it helped with the storyline for Beverly Hills, so. That wasn't me. I believe that was Robin who said that. Not me. That was a question from the room. Oh. Just two seconds ago. Um, look, here's my last Whatever, Somebody. <laughs> here's my, uh, somebody who you're going to be talking to a lot. So you. Somebody I'm talking to now. Oh, okay, good. Well, we won't reveal that yet. We will wait like one or two more. I will let you know when it's revealed. Oh, that's right. That is true because it is your (laughs) thing. No, let's not talk about it anymore because I don't want to have to edit this out. Uh, um, Here is my problem. Here is my problem. Uh, Not my problem. Here is the one thing I thought was a little awkward with Carlton as well. In the beginning, her, what is the girl's name? Lizzie, her house lady slash lover when she's like yeah yeah you push it into me yeah you push it in my back yeah you give it to me you give it to me i'm like okay we get it you're like you have a husband but you clearly also have an open relationship where you have sex with every woman in your house we get but it's not just the good looking nanny which most people most women don't like good looking nannies but you know she also was sitting next to lisa vanderpump (laughs) said you know I would accept your invitation to the bedroom kind of thing. You know, and Lisa's like, oh, I'm all for gay rights, but that's a little too much for me. What? I mean, she was, I mean, I can see the way she looks at Yolanda, the way she's looking at Lisa. She's quite something. It's going to be very, very interesting. I just, I love Carlton. Love her. I think that the issue with her loving, um, Lisa is because she knows that Lisa's vagina is wrapped in hundred dollar bills. So, um, <laughs> and like Lemare cream. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Who do we think is hotter? You all comment and let us know in uh, the comment section below who you all think is hotter, a shirtless Jax or a shirtless Tom. And Tom is Kristen's boyfriend. Jax is like the more thicker, musclier one. And Tom is the more thinner, cut, musclier one. So which one do we all think is hotter? John, who do you think? I would rather masturbate. Okay, I'm going to actually pick, um, I'm going to pick Tom because I don't think he gets enough credit, even though I think in real life I would pick Not even when he was crying and broken down by Kristen, or was it the other one when Jack last week was broken down by Stassi? I'm sorry. I will tell you this right now. The way to my heart is a hot crying man. Like if you are a hot man, and you are crying, that is like the biggest turn on to me. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I love it. There you go. You learned a little something. Um, Okay, let's talk Atlanta and freaking the Black Devil. More specifically, we had our Phaedra refer to the angel in white again this episode. So what'd you think? (laughs) Well, I love that they're updating their family photos with Mr. President. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time she says it, I think of you and you're cringing and cussing. 
Oh, it's good memories I have with you, Eric. Um, no, it was awful. You know, it was, but it was nice to see Phaedra kind of get stressed out a little bit because the nanny hadn't had the bottle ready. And when she did, she said, pour it out. And the bottle was empty. And Phaedra started to sweat a little bit. It was kind of nice to see her be a little real. But um, what's her husband's name again? Apollo? Apollo. Apollo. Apollo, man, was ripping her a new one about, I guess, not scheduling or letting him know about the photo shoot and kind of ripping her a new one. She's... That she's that I think is why Phaedra was really sweating because she remembered that the microphones were on Apollo and we're all getting to hear what's really going on. It is so I don't know. To me, it is so obvious that their relationship is for a show. Clearly, I don't know them in real life. I don't know if it is or it isn't. I'm just saying somebody who pretty much has a good grasp on reality television, their relationship to me seems to be one that we will find out in a year or two was all for the show. Like Phaedra will come out and say, I just had to keep him around for the show. Right. Or for the, uh, or that. And then Portia will be sitting next to her saying, oh, I kept him mine around as long as I could, yeah. but he left me and my boxes came to my mom's house. Boop, boop, boop. My problems are real. The, the whole stupid corset thing, I was just like, shut oh, up. <laughs> shut up. Go, a drag queen can fix it in like three minutes. Okay? First of all, she probably did it taking it out of the box herself. Because she like stuck <laughs> her hands down into the box. She probably ripped that little piece off and then picked it up and was like, oh, look at what he did. Look at this. It's I mean, to go on and on about him sending her stuff to her, I'd be like, thanks. I didn't have to pay for the shipping. <laughs> you know what I, mean? mm -hmm. I I just, I don't get it. I think that she, her moving into her mom's master be bedroom is weird. I just, you know, I feel bad because at the end of the day, it is a relationship that did end. She had her emotions invested in. I get it. It was it was, you know, when Candy came and visited, it was a little sad. I had, like, you know, a split second of empathy for her. But other than that, I just, you know, if you're marrying people for the wrong reasons, like money and stuff, what do you think is going to happen to you? You know, where just be as real as you can because, you know, I don't know. Live one life, right? Like, it's just stupid. Is visited a word? Is it a yeah, well, you said when Candy visited it or visited it. Or, I don't know if that's right. Look, here's what I will say about um, Portia. I actually like her. Unlike other people in the reality, in, in the Housewives brand, when she cries, there's actually tears coming out of her mouth and out of her out of her eyes. I mean, yeah. or out of her mouth. Um, I do feel bad for her. I think she yeah. genuinely loves her. I believe she believed in her marriage. I believe mm. she knew it was bad and she wanted mm. it to work. But I also think she's a little princess and wake well, up. I wake think, up. you know, she's probably got the app on her phone and she no longer has access to her bank account. So she can't see all the zeros behind it. And that's making her cry. And I would cry, too, if I was her. But it has to be hard to be someone who feels like you're trapped in a relationship that you can't get out of, especially if he is hitting her, which, of course, she alluded to. Now, right. this is my other problem, though. This is why, like... Housewives are starting to just annoy me in general. Here's the thing. That whole scene to me seemed like Candace and her had a phone conversation before filming and were like, okay, 
Here's what we're going to do. We're going to plant the anal beads in a bag, and then they're going to be missing. This way we can make him look more gay. We're going to have the broken thing. We're also going to like allude to the fact that he beat you, but wait, let me check on that with my lawyer. Lawyer? No? Okay, I can't do that. No, I can't directly say he beats me, but I can hint about it, and then that's okay legally. It just it all seems like fake and set up, and they just want to make him look as bad as possible while it not um, legally affecting her in any way. And I don't like it. I, the conversation didn't feel genuine. What do you all think below? Go ahead, John. Well, you know, I think it was like a week ago. I don't know. Moving has just warped my sense of what day it is and what date. But, you know, I did see some press last week with Wendy Williams. and She had Portia on there. And there was some behind the scenes of where she had a phone conversation with um, with him she talked about, you know, the gay rumors and she says, you know, she was pretty convinced that, you know what, it's just all crap and bullshit. I think she's trying to have him on the show. I don't know. She might have already had him, but I just think it's stupid. Besides, leave people's sexuality out of it. You know, you were a couple, you know, whether he's gay or not, some part of him loved you, was in love with him. It's gone now. Move on. Build a bridge and done. Get yourself over it. <laughs> you know who else needs to move on? <laughs> Candace's mother. Ugh. Granted, we didn't see her in this episode, but now also. Are you, you calling got... Candy Candace? Is that what this is? Yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, I want you all to comment below and let us know whose side you fall on. And damn it. This is going to work, but whatever. I'm just going to say we don't even need to talk about it. Jack's having a battle of the wits with the five-year-old. Oh, my God. Okay, so um, who, do, who are we believing? Uh, Candace's mother. Why can't I remember her name? Do you remember her name? Joyce. Joyce, thank you. Do we believe Joyce or do we believe Cand um, Candy's daughter? Who is telling the truth in this situation? Is the mother really trying to poison her daughter or is the daughter really being manipulative to who do you think? Who do you think? I knew right away before I heard anyone else's story, what mama Joyce was doing and shit's it's not right. You know, you got candy's old house, you're renovating it. You know, a sense not coming out of your pocket. Let your daughter get married and have a life and stop it. Just stop being so dysfunctional. You know, the thing that on um, Sunday night's episode that was really great about it was that Candy's daughter, Riley, wasn't affected by what Mama Joyce was saying. She was taking it in, but she's still a young lady and she's making her own decisions and she's happy for her mom. And I was glad at the very end, Candy kind of had an idea of maybe what people were thinking, meaning once they're married, they are a couple. And you know, Candy's got her hands in the bedroom and in the studio and here. And, you know, maybe she needed to, to stop and be like, oh, wow, you know, we will be married. We will be a couple. So I, I think she gave her some stuff to think on. But Mama Joyce, just stop it. Stop it. I, I definitely agree with you. And I'm glad that you're sitting down for this right now because I have to say I very much appreciate and why I love you is because I like how you just worked in there. Um, Candy's daughter. What's her name? Riley. Thank you. I've already forgotten it. I liked how you managed to work in Candy's daughter, Riley, as to give me the name rather than just telling me that her name is. I appreciate that you did that. And see how I already forgot? People think I'm kidding when I say I have, a, I have no short-term memory. 
at all. I'm a human cue card. <laughs> you are. You're my human cue card. All right. Quickly, what else do we want to talk about about Kenya, Real Housewives? Okay. Yes. Calling the police. Oh my god. I don't even want to get on a rant on it. I'm going to say one sentence about it, and it'll be a run on, and this is it. I'm also getting sick of Bravo with their manipulative editing. We all know we thought the person who Kenya was referring to when she said, I can't believe she called the cops on me, was Phaedra about the texting. And then we come to find out this episode, no, it's the landlord that called the cops on her. I'm just sick of Bravo's manipulative editing. It makes me not want to watch because it makes me think everything that you have portrayed to be some big dramatic thing later on is just going to be bullshit. Is all I'm saying. It start pissing me off. Okay. But it was the landlord. Kick her out of the house. What'd you think of it, John? You know, we know Kenya's a nut. We know she's the black devil. We know we now know she twerks on everything when she gets excited, so it's even worse. Um, I'm a little mad at the gay that's with her, you know, antagonizing her, making her worse, magnifying all the crap we hate about her. This is our kind doing this, and that offends me a little bit. I'm like, stop, stop, stop. Like, you have a chance to do some good here. <laughs> you have a moment of clarity where you can go, hey, Kenya, we, let's, let's, let's look over here. It's a better direction. But no, he steers her this way and just makes it so much worse and just keeps that bubble just getting thicker and thicker, and she's never going to get out of it. She's just absolutely insane. I completely agree with you. I don't think it has anything to do with him being gay. However, yes, Kenya, even though we're not your biggest fan here, your BFF there <laughs> is not on your side. He's not helping you. He's no. not really your friend. He wants airtime. He's antagonizing you for airtime. It's sad that that's what you to surround yourself with. Yeah. Create just, genuine... Go ahead, John. Go ahead. And he just happens to be gay. Sorry. Right, and he just happens right. to be gay. Create some genuine relationships with the women around you, and you could probably have some good airtime with actual people rather than this person that just wants some screwed up airtime. Okay, John. I cannot wait for next week's episode when Nini visits her in the hotel. Did you see the hotel room? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what comes around goes around. Well, now, right. this, this just in... Uh, Kim G from the chat room is saying Nini is currently in the hospital with blood clots. And I believe it um, is, yes, Dana G is saying uh, blood clots in her lungs, which is very scary. Oh my gosh, Nini. Nini. Nini, we love you. Sending you positive energy and light. If it helps, I'll send you some from the dark side. Let me know. I don't know if that works or not. <laughs> Carlton, where are my you? Witch, I've got my witch balls here. Where are my witch balls? <laughs> Would it help if I send her energy from the black side? I mean, the dark side? Crystal, my witch balls. Where are my balls? No? Really? Nothing? I gave you fake racism there to attack me over, and you had nothing to say about it? Are you talking to me? Yeah, I was saying, and you said I want to send her positivity and light, and I said, wouldn't it be better to send her black and dark? Forget it. See, I'm not a racist, so I don't get that humor. Yeah. 
Thanks for watching. So glad to have Jeffrey back on the show. Um, you can tweet me at Comedy Jonah. What a great show, everybody. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. Uh, thank you, John. Now that you need my thanks. Everyone, I know the comment system is all screwed up on YouTube again, but here's the deal. When the edited version comes out later tonight, carry the conversation over to the edited version. John and I will comment with all of you there. You should also know that Thursday we will have our Survivor show live for you at 3 p.m. Eastern with Missy. And Saturday night we are going to be joined by Gina Marie debuting her music, song, e club, dance beat that we are all so excited about. Of course, you can see our entire schedule over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash live show. There's no S on it. And I always say shows. It's just slash live show. And of course, do all of your holiday shopping from the Amazon.com link on the homepage of yourrealityrecaps.com. Until Thursday, John and I will see you guys at 3 p.m. Eastern. Bye, everybody.